Hello, everybody. Welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I know you guys see the title and you might be confused because you only see me and Rick Warren here. Who's the guest? Who's the guest? Rick, I know you've had people. Who's the guest? Exactly. This is a different episode because for every other episode, I've been able to say your host, Dylan Holiday, along with my co-host, the professor, Rick Warren. But today... Your host, Rick Warren, along with the guest, Dylan Holiday, And with that, Rick, I'm going to ask you how your day is. I have had a fantastic day, Dylan. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I'm ready for this. I, I've never been interviewed before. I and I don't know. I don't know how I many know. folks maybe know that or don't know that, but I've never been interviewed. So this is completely foreign to me. Uh, we have Debbie Taylor in the chat. She says, hello. Hi, Debbie. Rick, take it away, buddy. Okay. Well, I'm just going to uh, take off and say, Dylan, um, we have never interviewed you, you know, and I've never had a chance. We've talked and uh, I've seen your ideas. I've heard your ideas on the show and the show's about skeptics. And I thought, who in the hell else would would be a better guest than somebody who is a skeptic as yourself. Because, Dylan, you've done a lot, a lot of things behind the show. And those are things that people just don't understand and see. And uh, not only in production, but also in um, research, also in lining up bookings and things like that, that, you know, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. And you see the people that you see and you deal with the people that you deal with. But my question sometimes is, how do you deal with that as far as a skeptic? You know, and this is what we're going to talk about right now, you know, is you as a skeptic. How do you fit into the paranormal world? Well, you know, I think that I fit in the paranormal world similarly to how someone like an Art Bell fits into the paranormal world. Not comparing myself to Art Bell, but saying, you know, this is a man who wasn't an investigator, but he was a radio host. You know, he was a broadcaster. He was a researcher. And he was able to learn, you know, he was able to be everybody's go-to to the paranormal without having those personal experiences. He lived through other people's experiences. And I think I kind of do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that sometimes when we have our guests on everything that you can actually parallel with what your research is and, and how you handle um, not only the guests, but yourself, you know, and I have to wonder, how do you handle yourself as far as, I mean, the people that come on board, the people that you work with, including myself, mm-hmm. you know, and everything that, that you have that persona and you have that characteristic and the virtue, so to speak, of being able to walk side by side with people in this journalistic. And I will call it journalistic because it is a type of journalistic when you broadcast like this. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to sit there and applaud you in a lot of ways for what you've been able to do in the last, well, two and a half years that I've been with you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I've worked with a lot of different people. I've had a lot of different co-hosts. I've had, a, uh, you know, a lot of guests. And the important thing to remember is that everybody's different. So the show that I do with you, Rick, is going to be way different than the show that I do with Eddie. Because as a broadcaster, as a journalist, you have to be able to gauge, you know, who you're with, what the subject matter is, and you have to take it from there. You know, have I always been the best? No, but I've always done my best. You know, yeah. a lot of people have come and gone from the mm-hmm. program here, and um, a lot of a lot of people have come on and be- become mainstays like myself. You know, I I didn't start this with Eddie. This was this was Eddie's thing. I was brought on, and Rick, you were brought on. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I have to wonder, you know, as we sit there and talked about the skeptics, okay, with you being a skeptic, okay. Uh, how does this line up with the paranormal world and your belief system? You know, it, at times it makes it makes doing a show like this difficult, but it's important to remember that my job isn't to be the determiner on if somebody is, you know, on the show telling the 100% accurate truth. My job is to get their story out there to the audience who watch for that kind of content. And I think that, you know, I can separate 
my personal feelings from an interview because while you know everyone who's watching knows that i'm a skeptic you know if you're watching the show my, my personal opinions don't really come into the come into play all that often you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's not it's not my story to tell it's the guests right 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 and in saying that um i have to wonder also where do some of the interviews that you've done I know you've done some fantastic interviews. Where does that leave you in your belief as it's gone throughout the years and the months and weeks and everything that you've dealt with these people? You know, um, that's a good question. You, it changes you because you're going in thinking what you think. And you hear so many different stories, so many people saying the same story, and you start to think, you know what, I've heard this story too many times the same way for it not Mm -hmm. to be true. So maybe this person did experience this. You self-reflect. Right, right. Has anything changed in you as far as a a, um, broadcaster? And what you've dealt with as far as a person or personal experiences, maybe, that you've actually felt maybe after the show? or after talking to somebody on the phone or actually interviewing somebody that changed your mind. Yeah. Um, I think I've gotten better with interviewing, you know, as time goes by, you know, when I started, it was more rough, not so much anymore. How is that? What do you mean? I wasn't a good interviewer when I started. You know, I wasn't asking the right questions. I wasn't. I wasn't making guests feel comfortable. But I've grown as a as a, as a you know journalist. I've been able to ask the right questions. I've been able to make people feel comfortable. On a show, okay, mm-hmm. being subjective as far as like what you and I have to be, because we we just can't sit there and and throw our emotions into what the the story is, like you just said, okay. Mm-hmm. But on the show itself, sometimes, do you have feelings that come into play as far as maybe the being the interviewer and the interviewee? Of course, you know, um, it's no secret that spiritual episodes haven't exactly been my my favorite to do, you know, Mm -hmm. because spiritualism is something that I don't exactly put i don't put my eggs in that basket so i'm interviewing someone who's who's spiritual those are more difficult interviews but those are interviews where i have to be at my most understanding and at times i've done that gracefully and at times i wasn't so graceful um but it's important to always remember you know you have to move on you never let the last interview impede the next yeah we have some people in the chat dylan that uh, mm-hmm. saying hello guys debbie taylor's one of them Antonella Digerio, is that right? Am I uh, pronouncing that right, Antonella? And Sonia. And we have James Topes, Landon Wells, Scott Hattons. Hello, everybody. And I'd be interested. I really would like to have uh, somebody um, maybe ask a question in the chat that they want to ask Dylan that they've never been able to do before because this is a first. This is the first that I've ever had a chance to really talk with Dylan and actually get a one-on-one basis as far as what we go through on this show. And sometimes it affects us. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It does. And uh, I would love to hear what goes on in you guys' minds as far as the chat and the people who listen to us. And aside from what we have with Dylan and me when we talk, because there's things that uh, we have to talk about, don't we, Dylan? Of course. Yeah. And it takes us um, on a trip, on, on, on kind of like, um, I'm just going to say, it, it, it takes us places where we didn't think it was going to take us sometimes, because you people are interesting. I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> but um, getting back to Dylan and everything, I, want, I, I have spent my time with this man, and I've spent my time listening to him grow up on air, so to speak, his maturity, uh, his uh, forethought of who he talks to and how he handles himself is something that I have to applaud because uh, he wasn't at one point the man, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And we grow up on the air, so to speak, don't we, Dylan? Yeah. And it's amazing what you learn. 
you know, not only not only did I grow up on the air, but I mean, I physically, you know, grew up here. You know, let, let's not forget the fact that when I was 17, I, I started on this show. I'll be 21 in a couple months, you know, so there was an actual growth there where there were there were weeks where I was busy with everything, you know, from baseball to, to going to school where I would take time out of my day to research the topics that we would be talking about that week. You know, Darren Wedlock has a question. He says, define skeptic. Do you mean you don't believe at all? Or do you mean you're not easily convinced having doubts or reservations that we should all um, that we should all have a healthy uh, dose of? That's a fantastic question. A fantastic yes, it way of it, Darren. Um, kind of both, you know, um, as far as like spiritual beliefs. I don't I don't believe in, you know, a, a mono figure, you know, I don't believe in centralized, you know, um, but as far as a as far as a, a ghost story or an alien story, an abduction story, those are truthfully case by case basis. And while I myself have never had one of those experiences, and that's why I, I can sit here and say, you know what, guys, I'm not exactly sold on the idea of aliens and ghosts. If somebody sits here and tells me their story and their story is convincing, I'm not going to take that away from that person. I'm not going to say, oh, well, you know, ghosts aren't real, right? I'm going to say, you know what? That was a fascinating story, and I learned something from it. I think that's what skepticism is. Skepticism is being able to take your own opinion and it not impede your feelings over a guest, over a topic. And I, I think I've done that you know over the years if there's if there's anything you know one of the episodes a lot of people remember is the mermaid episode you know mm -hmm. yeah i don't know how many people would say that they believe in mermaids but i can tell you myself and eddie put up a poll and like 50 percent of the people who were polled said that they do or 60 it was some it was you know bigger than the people saying no and i thought that that was wild but i still came out and did the episode you know mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Well, uh, speaking of Eddie, I'm going to take you back there as far as uh, we're going to regress a little bit back into the time frame of when the show was just beginning to start and you and Eddie uh, had your thing going and everything else like that. How did you guys ever come up with this idea of a paranormal analytical? Well, like I said, Eddie had already had the idea of paranormal analytical. It was already a page. You know, it wasn't it wasn't they were already doing shows. You know, it wasn't something that I really contributed to at the time. I was brought on later to be a special guest host. And then later, I just kind of filled the rule. So the idea came from Eddie. But the idea is. Let's share folks different experiences with the paranormal. You know, there's a lot of different folks out there that have had paranormal experiences, and a lot of those experiences are different. Not every mm -hmm. not every paranormal experience is the exact same, you know? And that, I think, is the core of the show. Let's get these people's stories out there, and maybe more people will talk about it. Maybe, maybe we can normalize the paranormal. See, because even as a skeptic, if there's facts, if there's evidence, I'm all for sitting down and seeing them or hearing the EVPs. I have never once turned down seeing a video or a picture or hearing an EVP. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to our next question. I mean, what uh, evidence has Eddie and the group down there in, in Texas, as they say, um, what what was the most fantastic show that you actually had to walk away and, and shake your head and say, you almost got me. Wow. Um, that's a great question. You know, there was a lady on named Marie Maladondo who, um, it was shortly after Eddie had left and given me the mantle of the show. Mm -hmm. And, um, this lady had messaged me out of the blue and said, I'd be interested in doing a paranormal show. I love doing shows. And that's that's a red flag as a booker, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. This lady came on and her story blew me away, man. That would be the one where I said, you know what? You got me. And yeah. it wasn't that you almost got me. It was that's the one where that if you guys haven't seen that episode, that woman was so honest so forthcoming you know and, and just a great interview yeah yeah i gotta agree that that one was um 
That was mind-boggling, actually. I mean, it touched me too, as far as when I go back and listen to that story. And I would, I would uh, agree with you. I mean, if you people out there are listening right now, go back to that episode and take a look at that and listen to that episode because it is such an interesting, and um, it, it 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 just makes you want to. You know, it, it touches you in here, in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit. And I would I would ask you guys to please go back to that episode and, and take a look. Now, my next question for you uh, there, Mr. Skeptic, how how is it that you can be a skeptic? OK. And how do you deal with atheism? You know, Myself and Landon Wells, who's in the chat, have had this kind of discussion. Yes, I know. Mm -hmm. I think everybody gauges atheism on their own level. What is an atheist? What's an atheist to me might not be an atheist to you, Rick. And what's an atheist to Landon is completely different than what's an atheist to me. Mm -hmm. I think that as a skeptic, atheism is one of those certain paths that you're going to meet. You know, when you're a skeptic, there are going to be people that say, if you don't believe in ghosts, then you in turn don't believe in spirits. And if you don't believe in spirits, then in turn, you don't believe in a God. And people try to paint skeptics in this terrible, terrible light. Right. That's not necessarily the truth. You know, just because you're a skeptic doesn't mean you have no faith. See, and I Mm -hmm. think that that, that's that's one of those. rumors that kind of the paranormal has, has has spread because the paranormal world for as lovely as it has been to so many of us you know the the paranormal world has its brutal rumors and they will blacklist certain oh, people yes they will yeah. and you know it, it seems like the people who are blacklisted the most are the skeptics the atheists and the young people you know those are the people that are blacklisted as far as facing atheism it's it's one of the parts of the job where you get you get people who are going to come on you know come on your show and of course they're they're driven by spirituality once again i'm not going to attack them personally am i an atheist no i don't believe that i am but there again other people may feel like i am so that's up for other people's debate not for my own Right. I, I agree totally on that on that concept. I really do, because basically um, me being Native American. OK, there's a lot of people that don't understand that world. And there's the, uh, again with you and me being in the paranormal with Eddie and everybody else that's being in the paranormal. We're in a world that people just really don't understand. Let's face it. You mm-hmm. know, can you really sit there and draw an opinion on one show? Or does it take two or three or does it take four or five to sit there and give you an idea of what we deal with on that plane in that world? And I do have to say that you, as far as being a skeptic and maybe some of the others in the chat room and everything, as far as being skeptical and everything, we all are skeptics to a point. Mm -hmm. I want to make that I want to make that perfectly clear. We all are skeptics to a point. Mm-hmm. I have my own skepticism as far as some of the things that I've seen. Was that real? Did I just hear that? Was that for me? Is that touching my heart or my feelings? And then there's people like Landon and us that sat there and and everybody that, and Eddie that sat there and walk into this world. And it's kind of like we just kind of hold hands and here we go. And how do you deal with us? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I think that, once again, with there being so many taboos in the world of the paranormal, which, by the way, is a sentence that you should never have to say, you know, that even the people who are misunderstood misunderstand other people. It's one of those interesting things that I think the most important thing to do is stay true to yourself. If listen, if you're if you're doing a show mm. with with you know five people are on that show saying, well, God does exist, and here's why. At the end of the day, if you don't if you don't feel that way, if you can't have that same conclusion as them, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that they're right. It just means you're going to walk away from that show having different conclusions. That's true. That's very true because there has been shows, and I will agree with that 100%, that 
I have not drawn the same conclusion as what other people have. And I talk with them and I see their skepticism coming out, so to speak, but yet it's just like with me and you. You and I will talk about some of the instances and some of the cases that we've done and everything. And we and even though we choose to disagree on some of the items that we have talked about, mm-hmm. it's still a belief. And I, I have to applaud you with your belief because you hold that sacred to you and you hold that very close to you. And I and a lot of people don't understand that walk that you as a skeptic has to take. Mm-hmm. Is that is that fair to say? That's a 100 percent fair statement. And I yeah. appreciate and I appreciate you saying it because I think that that puts that puts the discussion in a little bit different of a light. See, when people think skeptics and see even in the even in the comments here, this discussion about skeptics has become a discussion about atheism, because if you're a skeptic, you're supposedly automatically an atheist because because as opposed to saying I believe and I have questions to ask, you know, I, I, if, if you if you ask questions about this 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 sacred being if you ask questions about religion people get upset but at the end of the day isn't that our goal as man to seek answers isn't that what we're trying to seek you know isn't that we're trying to find and folks say well the bible has all the answers well which version of the bible when was it written what year and can i actually understand what was being read you know was what was being written and just because i understand it doesn't make me confused or stupid it just means that I have questions that haven't been answered for me. And if you walk away and all of those, you know, eyes have been dotted and those T's have been crossed, great. We're just going to be different. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I wish that more people could get together and work together. I wish that more psychics could work with skeptics. I wish that more believers could work with atheists. Unfortunately, this field just doesn't have that 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 feeling of being all inclusive. Exactly. I agree totally. Um, I guess my next question dealing with you as far as being and we're talking about skepticism is what would make you believe? What would it take? Uh, I know that you've never been on an investigation, okay? Um, I hope that's going to change soon. And I'm wondering, um, going into this and everything, as far as the next investigation that you're planning on doing and everything, how do you prep yourself as a skeptic? Or uh, does that bother you um, going into an investigation? You know, a lot of people say that you have to ground yourself, that you have to protect yourself, that you have to physically shield yourself, that you have to, you know, use spiritual warfare and pray. At the end of the day, isn't that a question of will and not a question of spirituality? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. is, am I not protecting myself through my sheer of will as opposed to which train I hop on spiritually? You know, if sure. you look at it like this, I like that. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of different religions can do um can do exorcisms a lot of religion different religions are able to do exorcisms but the catholic religion is the one that is the most accepted to do exorcisms dominant Mm -hmm. so if all of these religions are different okay how is it that all of these different religions are able to all do an exorcism wouldn't it make sense that only the true real religion would be able to do an exorcism that's true. So maybe it's not a question of spirituality. Maybe it's a question of will. Okay. Let's take you and me. Okay. Where does that leave you and me as far as being investigators, as far as being journalistic, as far as bringing a show to people to where we can have people actually see what you and I go through and what we believe in? And I, and I, I hesitate to say believe because that is is a, a misnomer in itself. It's kind of a catch-22. Am I right or wrong? 100% correct. Yeah. And I and I sat there and I look at you and I, and we sat there and we do these shows, and we have people talk to us in the chat, and um, some of the things in the chat I'm not even going to address, okay? Because we're talking about skepticism in a healthy sense of the word, okay? And it's healthy to be skeptic. It, it is for me, Okay. And I think it's healthy for everybody else to be skeptic, okay? Because if we don't, if we're not skeptic, then I would say that sometimes some of the people are even almost jaded in the essence of belief. 
Is that fair to say? I agree with that 100%. You know, I've interviewed folks like that where anybody can tell them a story and they're going to say, you know what, I 100% believe it. And you know what, that's that's fine for you, but it's it's not fine for me. I have questions. And this show gave me the outlet to be able to ask those questions. If I don't take something seriously or I don't necessarily follow somebody's story, I'm going to ask those follow-up questions so I can better understand the situation. At the end of the day, when I'm interviewing, I'm trying to put myself in that person's shoes. I'm trying to live vicariously through that person. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to smell what they smelt. I want to feel what they feel. I want to touch what they touch. And as far as your question is, is what would make you believe? If someone can make me feel what they felt, smell what they smelt, touch what they touched, I will believe. I like that. I like that. I, I have to agree with that totally because I've been in those same kind of instances that um, actually when I walked in, I, I had this um, almost disbelief, so to speak. But as I grew in that instance and as I saw what was being portrayed in front of me, those beliefs and my character, my persona and my spirituality changed on a dime. And that's going to happen to every one of us sooner or later. Because let's face it, we're going to go to the spirit world, okay? And I want to know exactly, I want to know exactly to as much as I can what's going to happen there when I get there. And how, how, many, how better is it not to have people like people in the chat that are talking to us? How is it better not to have people like you and me and Eddie and everybody concerned, Renee and, and everybody on that team, to sit there and talk to and sit there and pose questions and give a response to something maybe that I don't even know. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a fantastic thing, you know. Um, that goes back to another question, though, you know. You brought up the, the, the afterlife. We all want to go to the afterworld. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the afterworld? Is the afterworld a heaven? Or is it just the same shoes we've been walking in, just a little bit different? These, to me, are healthy questions to ask. These are questions of philosophy that by the way have been asked for hundreds of years hundreds of thousands of years so if anyone wants to shit on the questioning of religion the questioning of life and death you have to go back and shit on not our greatest minds but the world's greatest minds the you know bingo the earliest philosophers asked these same questions and we still don't have those answers and I'm someone who needs those answers. And will I ever get them? No. But you know what? I'm still going to ask the questions and have hopes. Oh, that's beautiful. I like that. Because if we don't have hope, Dylan, um, I, I would cease do, doing this kind of kind of stuff. I really would. Because hope is something that gives you and me the ability to sit there and have that angst to go on. Go on the next show. Go on the next investigation. I know you and I and Eddie and everybody that's in this um, broadcast and everything, we've been on those investigations. And and you've had the questions and you've had the interviews and you've had the people in front of you or online and everything that sits there. And we don't know what's coming next out of those people because they've lived a different world, just like you and me. And that's what I'm trying to do. You know, everybody who I interview, I'm just trying to take a small piece. I'm just trying to really understand the world that they live in. I'm trying to understand what happened to them. And for some people, it's easier for me to track than others. That's why spiritual episodes have always been difficult for me. Because I'm not someone that's in touch with spirituality in that aspect of spirituality. See, so those are difficult shows for me to do because there isn't a connection. But if you paint a picture for me and say, you know what, man, I was out in the woods hunting. I had my rifle drawn on this deer and I just felt this presence of something. And then I looked up in the sky and there was this this saucer shape, you know, and it had all sorts of lights. Now you're painting that picture. Now, now I'm starting to feel what you felt. You have me on board. All right. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is where does the story go from here? You know, right. are you going to take me into a direction that I'm not going to be able to understand? Or are you going to take me into a direction that I can understand? And exactly. that truthfully is, is the difference between me 
being a skeptic and not being a skeptic. People think skeptics just turn down everything. Like I said, if you have evidence of something, an EVP, a picture, a video, send it over. I'll happily look at it. And the word debunks kind of a taboo and overused word, but a lot of times what people are picking up are everyday things that just happen that they don't necessarily understand. Yeah. There's things that, that I get down with some of these shows sometimes and I have to sit back and as I close my eyes and I will say probably a lot of the people on this show, a lot of people that we've interviewed when we close our eyes at night, we have questions we have different ideals as far as what's going on, where it's going, where am I, who am I? And sometimes we sit there and when we do these interviews, like you've interviewed a lot more people than me, okay? And I, and I have to applaud you for that because you've been able to go ahead and take that risk. And it is, it is a risk to interview somebody because you don't know what you're gonna get, you know? You don't know where they're gonna take you. But you've been able to sit there and do that exclusively with a lot of different people, and you've handled it well. And I will give you that. But where, where, where does that take you when you're done with that interview? It isn't just a question and answer session. It isn't yeah. just a, a, a something on paper. It touches you, and I yeah. see that in you sometimes. Because it takes me to a point of self-review, self-reflection, if you will, is I guess the, the common term. Right. You know, um, I don't get spiritual a lot on the air because I'm in, I'm in tune with my own spirituality. It's different than a lot of other folks. You know, I'm not Renee. I don't talk so much about the meditation side of it because to me, the best form of meditation is asking yourself a simple question like, what can I do better next time? What did I take away from this episode that I just did? And, you know, how can I better formulate this person's story so it touches more people? Those are the kinds of things that I reflect on. It's all self-reflection. It's me asking myself how I can do better, how, what I can change, how I can make guests and visitors, people who, you know, view our programming. How can I make everyone feel more comfortable? Right. I don't want the show to feel like a debate. You know, there are God knows how many shows you can go to if you want that. Right. I don't, I don't want this show to feel like a debate. I want this show to feel like a discussion about things that should be commonly discussed. We should be able to talk about feelings of religion. We should be able to, we should be able to question the paranormal. We should be able to question the extraterrestrial. We should be able to question these things and, and bounce, you know, ideas off of each other. Oh, I, I agree totally on that because I will tell you this, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that will agree with this statement that there is no experts in the paranormal. We're all learning. I'm still learning. I've been in for a long time and I'm still learning because that's where we're going, people. We're going to the next world. We're going to the spirit world and what your beliefs are and what you see, what you say, is gonna to touch one another, just like me and Dylan do, just like what Eddie and I talk about sometimes, and all three of us get together and we have our round house. And we sat there and I know Eddie might be listening, I hope so, you in there, Eddie? <laughs> but uh, no, I tell you, I thank you, Dylan, for allowing me to do this because I wanted to touch base with you and actually get your opinion on what a skeptic is and what skepticism is and how it touches you. Personally, how does it uh, mind mind control you sometimes? I know it does with me. Yeah, one hundred percent. Listen, skepticism can be bad. You know, there are times where I have to catch myself. You know, when someone will tell me a story and I go, "Bullshit." Mm -hmm. You have to catch yourself. Yep, I agree. Yeah, because when you sit there and do that, am I bringing forth my belief? Or am I bringing forth a predisposed belief? You know, Bingo. and sometimes, sometimes some of those people, when they sit there and, and have an opinion, maybe need to sit there and, and stop and think about what their next question might be or what their might their next statement might be, because somebody might be listening to you and I tonight, and their skepticism is something that has held them back from asking a poignant question 
either to you or to me or Eddie or whoever might they ask it to, and it will change their life. And I know that you've changed some lives before. You've you've interviewed people that's lives have been changed. Um, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't want to sit here and say that I take credit for any of any of that. You know, I don't want to say that, you know, I'm the reason that people can walk away and ask these difficult questions. I don't because I don't believe it was me. I think that that's where these people would have ended up anyway. Maybe I sped up the process. Maybe these people, you know, maybe these people were going to ask a question at some other point and they just didn't have the right words. And I've given them those words. You know, I think that at the end of the day, it's not a debate on if skepticism is good or bad. It's how much skepticism is healthy, how much skepticism is unhealthy, and how can we, how can we teach people to catch themselves? You know, like what, what I said, you know, sometimes someone's telling a story and I'll say bullshit and I have to catch mm-hmm. myself and say, you know what? No, I want to hear more because I can't I can't let skepticism hold me back from trying to find answers, regardless of what side those answers are on. And ladies and gentlemen, if there's any point that I can make to you that I really want you to cling on to from this episode, I think that that, that point should be this. Regardless if you're a skeptic or a fucking diehard believer, you have to be able to admit if you're wrong. Oh, yeah. If somebody comes to me, listen, if God comes to me today and says, hey, buddy, I've been listening to your shows for the last two years. It seems like you're a little off the path. Let me tell you, I am here. Hey, I have to be able to admit, you know what? I, I think God is real. I do believe in God. And listen. If if by some miracle, some of you guys that are, you know, diehard believers believe in everything you hear, if you're given evidence that proves something's not real, you have to take a step back. And instead of making it a conspiracy, you have to be able to say, you know what, guys, I might have been wrong here. And that's okay. Listen, it's more unhealthy to, to always have to be right than it is, you know, to be a skeptic or to be a diehard believer, yeah. you know, be able to admit if you're right and if you're wrong. And if you are right, man, run with it. You know, don't push it down other people's throats, but run with it. That's a, that's a very, very, very poignant statement right there, because um, I know for me, when I first got into the field, Dylan, I wanted I wanted somebody to tell me, you know, what was going on because I'd never had these questions. I'd had these experiences, but I never had anybody to explain them to me. Mm-hmm. And when it happened to me, when it became a part of my life, I wanted the truth. And I'll tell you what, Dylan, the truth is something a lot of people can't handle including me sometimes because I held on to that strong, steadfast, oh, by God, you know, God is this and God is that. But when I started opening my mind and my, and my spirit to other things that was going on in the, in the world itself, it changed me. And a lot of people that I talked to, including you, as far as being able to talk with you sometimes helped change some of the walks that I was walking down. And um, I went another direction. And I think that's what we can actually hope for with you and me and Eddie and everybody else that's been on this show is that we have that ability. We have that love of humanity, so to speak, to try to give somebody a different outlook. You know, I I appreciate that you're giving me credit for that. You know, like I said, I can't I can't sit here and give myself credit for maybe changing people a little bit, maybe getting people to look at things differently, because I truthfully believe that I was no more than an agitator. I I agitated. (laughs) I agitated these people to be able to ask these questions. And listen, it's happened where, you know, people people back in the day when I first came on, it was very much diehard believers. People started asking my opinions. I started asking the tough questions. And for whatever reason, man, commenters were right there making those same types of assessments with me. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was an evolution. The show had evolved. The show had evolved from 100% everything being real to, hey, 
maybe this isn't accurate, but let's sit down and listen to this guy's story. Let's all have a drink together. Let's sit here. Let's let's throw these ideas back and forth, you know? And I think that that is a 100% healthy thing to do because at the end of the day, listen, if you believe that you saw three aliens outside of your window last night, I'm not going to be able to change your mind. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to change mine. But we can bounce these ideas back and forth off of each other. Now, if you have evidence of three aliens outside your window, that's another story. Yeah. But in, in, in doing these interviews, it's very rarely, well, I have evidence. It's normally, oh, well, I didn't have a camera at the time or it was so late at night or, you know, everything. But, yeah, yeah I have evidence, you know, right. so it's hard. And listen, it is it is 100 percent. One of the most difficult things when doing this show is saying, you know what, I'm going to listen to this guy's story as intently as if I lived it. But you have to do it. You can't get tired. You can't zone out, you know, oh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I've seen a lot of interviewers when they're interviewing somebody, they zone out. You can't because you have to live that story with that person. You have to make that person feel like when they're reliving it, you're there with your hand on their shoulder, you know. Well, actually, you are, you know, because, I mean, we have interviewed people to where we've walked into their world mm -hmm. and we've walked into that story, as you say it and everything. Um, where do you see skepticism? How healthy is it going to be in the future as far as what's transpiring in this world? And then and a lot of people that I talk to think the veil is growing thinner with spirituality, think the veil is is opening up to a more spiritual world. What would you say to that, Dylan? You know, not everything is black and white, not everything is left or right, and not everything is the way that you see it written down. Mm -hmm. If you want my philosophy on where to go for answers, you go to the people who don't make much. You don't go to the billion-dollar corporations, none of them. You go to the guy who works with a local newspaper who's just telling the story. Those are the outlets that you should go. Because those are the guys that are going to be telling the story through a skeptic's point of view. Those are the guys that don't have, you know, the weight of all of this money and all of these sponsorships and their beliefs on their shoulder, you know, and that's that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. You have to you have to be able to find sources that, you know, not necessarily support what you believe, but sources that aren't going to piss you off when you read them. You know, <laughs> yeah. Sources that are yeah. going to give all sides, sources that are going to give all sides, you know, all insights, but they're not going to make you angry. You know, that's what I think is important. And I know I'm kind of talking in code and a lot of people might get it and a lot of people might not. But those of you that get it, I know you know what I'm talking about. And those yeah. of you who don't, you will. Yeah, yeah, you will, because if you stay in this field long enough, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen this just like I have, and Eddie and everybody else that's been in this field, all the people that we've interviewed and, and talked to and everything, there is a door, okay? Once you open that door in the paranormal world, once you open that door to the people and I'm not talking just the interviewers that we have that come to the show. I'm talking to everybody that's in this chat room right now. I'm talking about everybody that sits there and understands or is trying to understand what you and I go through and what we see and everything. But one more question, Dylan. I got to ask this, okay? As a skeptic, when you are hassled or when you are um basically pissed on so to speak by those that do not agree with your thought where does that leave you and how do you pick up yourself to come back on the show and actually carry on you know what at the end of the day you just have to know what you know you know, listen there have been a lot of people in a lot of different shows that have shit on me for a lot of different reasons mm -hmm. but at the end of the day I know what I know and they know what I know, and they know what they know. And we may once again walk away having different thoughts 
but I'm not going to let that weigh too heavily on me because at the end of the day, I know the research that I've done for this show. I know that the answers that I've found, I know that when we did an episode talking about the Philadelphia experiment two years ago, when we did an episode talking about mermaids two years ago, I was the guy who was doing the research. There was nobody else helping. Mm -hmm. And Rick, as someone who watched those shows, did I present that information like a skeptic? Yeah, it was factual, actually. There was a, there was its skepticism had its own segment. Yeah. yeah. But I was giving you the facts. Mm-hmm. I was telling you what the what the firsthand accounts were. If somebody was saying I saw a mermaid sighting, I had the quotes of this is what they say they saw exactly. All right. And then later in the show, there would be a segment where I said, "But guys, it's important to remember this, this, and this." It was its own segment. And that's what's important to remember is that you have to segment these things, you know, because Mm -hmm. you don't want it. You don't want your show. You don't want your program to be a clusterfuck. You know, I know that aspects of this show have kind of been a clusterfuck because there were a lot of different discussions happening in a lot of different places. (laughs) (laughs) But you You saw that too, huh? (laughs) Well, it, it all started with an attack that, you know, was made i'm sure you saw i did yeah uh, yeah you know at the end of the day those things build character for me those things help me and when somebody who doesn't know as much as i know in this field calls me out on it i could throw something back at them but i have to be the bigger man And I have to say, you know what? I've done this for a long time i know a lot more than maybe people think i do and um that's what's important to just know your worth know your worth and know that as a skeptic you are just as valuable and just as important and your opinions are just as valid as a psychic or any other medium or any other host on a show it doesn't matter if you've never done an investigation it doesn't matter if you've done ten thousand. it does not mean that your opinion is invalid always remember that your opinion is valid especially here very well said. I, I appreciate 100% what you just said, Dylan. And as as being investigators, investigation doesn't mean that every time that you uh, go out the door, you're going to walk into it someplace and do a, a complete investigation, okay? You and I both know that investigation seems to be walking the line between real and unreal by what we dig up, by where we go. With, with the investigation. Can I make of, a point real quick about investigation? Sure. You betcha. I'd just like to say, and by the way, this advice is coming from someone who hasn't done an investigation. And if someone who has done an investigation gives you better, better advice, I'd be surprised. Regardless of what you're investigating, the most important thing about an investigation is to make sure you have a plan. And if your plan is to not have a plan, that's okay too. Go ahead, Rick. I like that too. I really do. I think sometimes um, I think a lot of people that, that want to say things and want to comment are afraid to do so because it's a restriction that they're going to be made fun of or that they're going to be disagreed with or that they're going to be slammed for what they say. I will say this point blank on this show. There is no stupid question on this show. If you have a question that you want to ask me, if you have a question you want to ask Dylan or Eddie or anybody on this show, I, I, I want anybody and everybody to ask that question. And Dylan's done a, a hell of a job, a hell of a job explaining some of the things that goes on with, it, with his, his investigating uh, mind, not only in the production side, but only also in the interviews and um, – timing because let me tell you to set some of this stuff up with timing is a gift in itself because you have to know what you're doing with this time that we have right now and just like any other investigation we only have so much time to deal with that investigation and then it's up to you as a believer not me or not dylan yeah you know i couldn't have said it better myself that Behind the scenes here, what you guys don't see is that I'm looking at a clock and I know when I have to wind down this show. And at the end of the day, an investigation is a lot like this show. And we're going to go out there 
We're going to find out what we find out. We're going to question why. And then we're off. Yep. And I think that uh, I think I think that a lot of people, like you said, I think a lot of people are afraid to ask questions. I don't even think it's necessarily people are afraid of looking stupid. I think people are afraid of not fitting in, especially when you have this paranormal community. It's ta- it, for whatever reason, the paranormal, it has become taboo to ask questions thank you let's not forget here everybody the name of this program is paranormal analytical okay Mm -hmm. if i'm booking a guest and i say the title of my show is paranormal analytical that already gives that person the idea that you know what these guys might ask me some questions that i haven't been asked before and i don't know how many times i've asked a question and somebody was taken back by like I've been I've been sharing this story for 20 years and no one's ever asked me that question. Some dumb kid, you know, 18 year old asked me that question. You have to look at things in every look at it as a sphere that's in front of you. All right. If I have a sphere here in front of me, I have to be able to turn that sphere. I have to be able to make that sphere bigger, lock on to certain aspects. That's what you have to do with an interview. That's what keeps the interview going. A paranormal investigation is no different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and what we find, you know, we have to take back with us and I have to sit there and look at that when I walk into my apartment or wherever I'm going that night, hotel room or whatever. And I have to live with what I said. I have to live with what I did. And it's no different on this show. Because if I lose or you lose or if Eddie lose any kind of type of credibility, we're done. If we cannot tell you the truth, if we cannot explain something to the fullest of our best and ability to say something that is true, then we're worthless because we are not giving you the truth. And I should explain that what what Rick's alluding to kind of in a coded way is these shows that fabricate what happens. Thank you. He, he was he didn't mean if you ask us a question we have to be able to answer it. A lot of these a lot of these questions don't have answers. He means our job is to ask those questions and to try to present possible answers. Our job is not to make illusions. Um, so as far as, uh, Darren has a lovely question here. He says, shouldn't skepticism urge you to investigate or inquire though? That is a fantastic point. And I 100% agree with you. Um, I, I will be going on investigation soon. I will be doing kind of my own thing. As far as inquiring, my way of inquiring is different than a lot of folks in the paranormal realm. My way of inquiring, easy. I do research. I learn. Rather it be a documentary, rather it be a book, rather it be just an interview. It all depends on how much time I have to prepare and you know how deep I want to get into that subject. These are the kinds of different uh different avenues that I can go down. Yeah. Yeah. Same here with me because um, we started talking about this last week uh, uh, in the middle of the week and things like that. And um, we threw this thing back and forth with each other, me and Dylan, as far as wanting to be interviewed and, and as skepticism and things like that. And it was very easy for me to follow that path because I, as a skeptic, in the essence of saying, there's things I don't believe in, there's things that have to be proved to me, follow right in line with what Dylan is talking about. When there's things that he questions, when there's things that he doesn't understand, and we all, every one of us on this show, in the chat room have, and we turn to that ability to sit there and question what is in our mind. 100% well said. I think we have time for one more question. If you've got one, Rick, uh, do you have do. a question? Go ahead. I do. I do. I, I want to see, and I want to, I want you to um, tell me what do you think and how much more skeptics are needed in this field as far as being able to follow up on a show like this. 
Skeptics are necessity to the paranormal, okay? The paranormal has been oversaturated by people who believe everything that they see, hear, touch, everything, you know? If I feel a gust of wind on my back, it has to be a ghost. It can't possibly be the air conditioner that's on, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need skepticism. We need people that can ask those hard questions, and we need people that can go back and say, hey... I understand why you feel this way, but is there a possibility that it was actually this? Because that opens up the realm to having a bigger discussion. That opens up more possibilities, and that's important. It's important that in the world of the paranormal, we open up as many doors as we can. Yeah. Because we're like you, like we've said this entire show, skeptics are just like believers. We're all just trying to find answers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, with that, Rick, I think it's about time for us to wind down. I do want to say that you've given me a lot of credit on this program that, um, you know, I don't know if I necessarily deserve. And to the folks in the comments that have been so kind, once again, I don't know if I deserve it. But Rick, this was a fantastic idea to interview me. Um, and regardless of if the, if the show was interesting or if it was a dud or not, um, I'm glad that I was able to experience this. I'm glad that you were able to experience this and I'm glad that our audience was able to experience it also. Oh, I agree. Totally. Rick, you are one of the most important parts of this show and you don't even know it. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess I'll just say thank you because the old adage as it goes is sometimes when somebody's pulling your prick, you just have to know when to shut up and enjoy it. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll shut up and enjoy it. But Rick, with that, it's time for final thoughts and I'll let you take it away, partner. Oh, wow. I don't know how to. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. No, I just want to say that um, it's been a pleasure to interview you. It's been uh, something that I've wanted to pick your mind before. And um, it's not so much that I was picking your mind. I got to know you even on a, on a higher level. And uh, it's not in the sense that it's a professional level. It is a personal level. And it's just like anybody in this chat room, we get to know each other and we get to know who is saying what and why and everything else like that. And God bless you guys for your comments. I do thank you. And um, we're going to do this again. I promise you, we're going to do this again later on, Dylan. We, uh, we certainly will, sir. You know, as far as my final thought goes, guys, I appreciate you guys opening up the hour to hear me talk. <laughs> I know that that's an unusual thing um, in a lot of different ways. And I know that opening up my opinions is different for a lot of you guys. And it's not something that you're used to. And it's not something that you necessarily understand. I just appreciate your patience and your understanding and you're trying to understand because much like how when I interview somebody, I'm hoping they paint a picture for me and for you, the audience. I just tried to bring you guys along and so you could walk in my shoes a little bit. Um, I'd like to thank everybody one more time, Rick, especially you, um, to Eddie, to everybody you know who's who supported me over several years i love you guys all and you know i hope that you are blessed in what you do um thank you all and have a fantastic night you betcha you betcha dylan thank you for being such a good cooperative person and um People, thank you for listening to this show, and thank you. And let's part with these words, okay? Whether you believe or not, you're going to be inspired. And like I say, be a paranormal analytical. Hello, everyone, and welcome this week to Paranormal Analytical. We have...